like the real deal now. Ooh. Gonna kick this sorry ass out on the street. Welcome to the Lord of Western podcast. My name is Robert Fuller, and returning to the show is the host of the I'm on the Air podcast. It's Don Owens. Don, welcome back. What's up, man? Thanks for having me back. Good time. We'll talk about some more money in the bank. Thank you very much. And we are continuing our series of 10 years of money in the bank. And we are talking about the matches at 2012 Money in the Bank pay per view. And don't like the one we talked about with me from six. You were also at this one live. I was. I was super, super stoked. Money in the Bank's quickly become one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year. Uh, so yeah, in this 2012, I lucked out. They came to Phoenix, and I was, I was like, man, I'm there, so there. Because I mean, I'll pretty much go to any pay-per-view that comes locally. But uh, like I said, Rus- uh, Money in the Bank outside of WrestleMania is one of my, you know, most looked forward to, anticipated pay-per-views of the year. So I was super excited to see this, especially with not one but two Money in the Bank ladder matches. So um, yeah, I was, I was really excited to get to go see this one live. Yeah, um, I'm the same because um, this is like one of my favorite pay-per-views and also Pendicious for significant because the Money in the Bank last year, it generally does to be one of the best pay-per-views WWE have ever done. Yeah, this, this, this was, yeah, this is pretty much as a pay-per-view as a whole, this was this was a badass pay-per-view. Yeah, okay, good. Um, so we'll talk about the um, SmackDown Money in the Bank rather much first. Um, the competitors were Santino Moreira, uh, maybe Lord Tensai, he changed his name like four times in a year. Um, Cody Rhodes, Sin Cara version one, um, Christian, Damian Sandow, and Tyson Kidd, and Dolph Ziggler. So, out of those three guys, do you think that was a good group to go with? Oh, man, this was uh, this was a tricky one. I was, you know, out of this one here, I thought it was either going to be Dolph or Cody. Those were the two ones going yeah. into this one that I thought for sure it was going to, uh, you know, stand out at the top there. But I was really excited to have Tyson Kidd in there. I'm a big Tyson Kidd fan, yeah. and I was excited to get him and what he could do in there. Once again, Christian, we talked about Christian in WrestleMania 26. Like, every year you got to think, maybe this is his time. And uh, so we were waiting to see if it was going to be his. Um, I thought it was a joke that Santino was in this one, so yeah. I wasn't too thrilled about that. I didn't even really like – I didn't like that Tensai was in here either. Um, I did like Sin Cara's, you know, inclusion just for the fact of, you know, I was curious to see what he would do in a ladder match, yeah. um, even though he got taken out kind of quick by Sheamus. But uh, – um, oh, was this the Sheamus one? No. No, was, that, that was even um, cool. Year before, see, I'm getting them all mixed up. All these damn ladder matches. Uh, all I can picture is Sheamus power bombing them through a ladder. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I definitely thought, you know, Dolph and uh, Cody were going to be the standouts. Yeah, of course. I mean, well, I, I try to remember offhand who I predicted to win this match. But um, yeah, I think I think uh, I think I picked Cody Rhodes for this one. I knew that Santino, Tenzai, and Carl were going to win. 
But um, yeah, so we've done for it. So um, the match was ten side being dominant early on, and then he throws Santino out, and then he gets um, gives kids a big boot, and then uh, catapults him into a ladder that we put in the corner, and then uh, and then he avalanches passes Christian, and then um, Tyson Kidd and Christian you now um, hit ten side with ladder before getting them out, and then they start attacking each other. Um, Santino. Christian and Kiss are to climb up and then send on Tobbers the ladder. And then Sandal climbs up and then Zipper drops Kiss them off. And then um, Cody rolls flap jabs um, Zipper into the ladder and then the Irish rolls into the ladder as well. Um, one I spotlight as well was then um, Cody rolls sent Sinko on his head. And um, he healed Kid Ziggler, which was a nice bit. And then um, Sinkara hits the whole corner to roll as well. Um, so if they about Sinkara, do you think, obviously, um, I, in my, in my blog, I call the current Sinkara, uh, version two, because obviously the original one turned up, he bad to just start fucking up at every opportunity, so they got rid of him. Uh, do you think he was a missed opportunity? Yeah, he was a big missed opportunity, but you know what? I think it turned out for the better. I think uh, Hunico, who plays Sankara now, is a way better Sankara than yeah. than the original Sankara ever was. Um, you know, but I, you know, I appreciated what they, you know, tried to do. Sankara, you know, I feel bad for the guy because I mean, if you read his interviews, he says, you know, that WWE kind of set him up for failure because they didn't give him a chance to learn their style and they just kind of threw him out there on the main roster, which. Yeah. As most people know by now, that is the last time that that's ever happened because now everybody goes through NXT after that. Yeah. Um, there's no there's no skipping NXT to the main roster. Sankara was the last of that. Um, but you know, but he says, you know, I never got a chance to to learn the WWE style, and you know, and that basically ended up burning his bridges. Um, but I like I said, I think everything worked out for the better. I think Hunico plays a better Sankara. I think he's better in the ring. And now we got the Lucha Dragons. And, you know, I, I like the evolution of where, you know, that Sankara started to what we got now. Yeah, that's true. I mean, um, I don't know. I was thought he was, you know, simple because he, he didn't go through the NXT, he kind of, um, kind of just went a bit pear-shaped. And obviously, he just started because the, he got the um, the first strike on the um, performance, you know, the drawers and stuff like that. So, um, of course, I never thought he was going to win Wendy Bank because he never speaks. And I presume you want, you want a champion who can at least do that. Yeah, I do want somebody that can talk. And, you know, and the funny thing is, is that was another reason why they went with Hunico was because he speaks English. But we haven't heard Sinkara talk very much either. With yeah. Even with Hunico in the mask, he hasn't really done much talking. So I, I thought we were going to get a lot more promos and a lot more out of Sinkara after they switched characters because I know that was one of the big, big things they were talking about was that Hunico spoke English and he could, you know, do more. But they've decided not to do that for some reason. Yeah, that's true. Um, so we get um, kids hit a net break on Sinkara and pretended to uh, suck that sunset. I'm saying that. I'm sorry. Sunset flips him, and then he goes to Moose Kid, but Christian pushes him to the floor, and then he misses by splashing Kid landing the ladder. Um, Rose goes to hit Kid with, with a disaster kid, which is like one of my favorite moves. So um, he misses and hits Sandow instead. And then uh, Kid hits Rose with a springboard drop kick. Um, we get Tenzai coming back into the match uh, as he pulls Kid off the ladder and then beats him in the corner. And then Sutina climbs up, but Tenzai gets a little bit of a power body and hits 
I never get back and forth between everyone. Um, there's a nice bit where um, Sam tries to like pile on Christian onto a ladder, but he first into the first of the team. And uh, Christian then goes for the spear instead, but he gets um, hit from behind and then beaten the head by Sender. But Christian does eventually spear Sam down onto the ladder. Um, and then we get a bit here where Rose and Zilla climb up and then fight and then Tennis pulls their both off. Um, Tennis is like very dominant here because uh, he's like the big guy of the match, so he's pretty much just throwing dudes around and stuff like that. Um, what did you think about um, Tenzai's gimmick? Did you think it was something that could last or, or did you think it went wrong? Uh, it could have been cool, but they messed it up from the start of it. You know, like they, the whole, he should have never been Lord Tensai. Yeah. Um, he should have never came out with, you know, all the garb, yeah. <laughs> you know, like the big robe and, and the helmet and all that kind of crap. He shouldn't have had the Chinese writing across his face. Yeah. Um, that's the stuff that I think kind of threw him off to everybody. Um, it was cool to have him back in the WWE after all those years, you know, a train and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, but if they would have just had him be Tensai and just be the dude that he was, the killer he was in Japan, like then it, it would have got over, but they, yeah. they messed it up and they put him with the Sakamoto guy and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's like they tried to overdo it with the fact that, you know, it was like, oh, here's this guy from Japan and all this stuff. And it just, they overdid it with him. They went to kind of like old school gimmick with him, which then made him a joke. And then he became even more of a joke when they decided to um, start dancing and doing the Brodus yeah. Clay gimmick. And it just, they, they killed him, man, you know, and, he, and he's a good guy. And I'm glad that he's a trainer down in NXT now. And he's also, you know, doing the announcing for NXT um, his the gimmick had potential if he would have just stuck with Tensai, yeah. and or maybe if after they started him at that and it didn't really work out and they turned him face, he should have just gone back to like A Train or something. I think yeah. the crowd would have popped for him to go back to his original gimmick. Um, you know, so they kind of dropped the ball there too. Yeah. Okay. Um, I get a bit maybe ridiculous with Santino here because um, well, it's a bit it does like hit ridiculous with Cobra. And then he started to slowly up the ladder, but, um, like, Sandow trying to stop and gets a cover instead. And then, um, I can't remember, is it this bit or is it later always trying to use, um, he, he suddenly decides to discover he's afraid of heights. So, um, he has this, it's, it's Cobra who, uh, for wrestlers, those who don't know, um, Satino used to wear, like, this sock puppet in the shape of a, of a, of a snake, and then that would be the cobra and stuff like that. And, and then ridiculously, this cobra was kind of willing to go up the, stair, up, up the ladder. And I think it just, just sounds stupid. I don't know what you thought about when you watched that live. Uh, it, it was funny, but it just, once again, I mean, the the fact of Money in the Bank is, is that you're trying to get a briefcase to become the heavyweight champion of the world. And as funny as Santino is at times, it's just like, that's a spot that could have went to somebody a lot better on the roster that would have had more potential yeah. to do something rather than them just having like a haha moment where, yeah. Oh, his sock puppet is taking him up the ladder. You know, like that was, it was a funny moment and I laughed when it happened, but 
it just I hate seeing spots wasted. Like as nostalgic as it is to have like an old school guy pop out in the rumble, yeah. like that's a spot that somebody else like, you know, like a Zack Ryder or somebody else like doesn't get, you know? Yeah. And I don't think that that's fair. So, you know, I don't think that you should sacrifice talent just for a laugh, you know, in a match like that. Like, Oh, I'm afraid of heights. And just overall, he's just not that good. And, <laughs> and yeah. you know, having a, you know, so like I said, I mean, that was the biggest joke to me that he was even in the ladder match. And then they do, you know, they take time to do stupid shit like that. Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah, I see you mean that. And then, um, well, um, Cody Wall's pretty much drop kissed him off the ladder and then he starts to climb up. And then, it's Russian. Who is Vicky Guerrero with? Because she, she's someone just turned up and like, what the fuck are you doing here? She was with Dolph at the time. Oh, wow, okay. Oh, she's doing like the um, whole like, stable, wasn't she? So, yeah, I forgot about that. I was like, why are you here? Yeah, <laughs> but, she, was, she was Dolph's girl there for a while. Yeah. Um, so, he, sometimes she, he, he kind of starts shouting at Cody. Um, Dolph like, sees this opportunity to zip that Cody rolls off the ladder. And then uh, Zipper climbs up, but Christian stops him. And then uh, Kid Usual Lad the sunset Ziffler off the ladder. Um and then we get to the and then Tenzai is um puts a ladder between the announce table and the wing. And then um I don't think the wrestlers like think out very much because this is for the second year in a row it gets power bombs through a la- onto a ladder. Um and then the bit I that was like is pretty much um Tenzai from his grab Ziggler sends him flying over the announce table. He looks like he lands really badly as well. And um, I thought, well, it's right, what, 50 minutes in the match? He's, he's got to be out of it. Um, so did you think he was done at that point? I did. I did. You know, usually they in big matches like that with multiple people, they try to do a big spot like that to kind of take them out the match. And... I mean, I don't, if you watch that back, I don't know how you can't think that Dolph isn't out at that point. I mean, it's a bad throw. I mean, he goes like head first over the table. His feet are like sticking up in the air. (laughs) Like, it's just, it's crazy, man. And like the way my seats were is I I was sitting kind of behind the announcer's table. So I had like a good look at that. And like, it was just, it was nuts, man. And I was like, well, there goes that. So, I mean, it it was a good distraction move to get you to think like, Oh, Dolph has no way to win this now. And little did we know. (laughs) Um, pretty much. uh, Cody then gets to the 10th. I've been hitting with two basket kicks. Uh, and then after he deals with, um, Tyson head, he, um, gets paid off the ladder by Christian. Um, Christian and Santino climb up and then Christian deals with Santino. And then Ziggler, who you thought was dead a minute ago, becomes Super Cena, um, goes up and then, uh, climbs ladder and pushes Christian off. And then Ziggler grabs the briefcase and wins the match. Um, so that's it. I mean, I think we like, that the last time we talked about Christian was that close to winning it and then he fails on the final hurdle. Yeah. Again, Christian gets screwed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was it was good though, man. You know, Dolph is a guy that's been a workhorse, and he had you know, he I don't at this time I think he had already had that real quick like one day reign as world champion. Yeah. Um. So it was like okay, like you knew they were testing the waters with him, and you were like okay, so like there's better things to come, and so I, I thought it was a good move to give it to him. And, you know, it was fun to kind of watch the, the journey of when he was going to cash in. And, um, 
yeah, so I, I thought it was a good move. If it wasn't going to be Christian, um, I, like I said, I knew it would be either be Dolph or Cody. So, yeah, I think Dolph deserved it. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, um, we don't have to cash in. Um, at this point, um, ditches with Guerrero, uh, ends up helping up, and then um, he gets involved with a few with John Cena and. I can't forget, I can't forget Miss McMahon, as I, did I have been so picky, had the idea for him to face John Cena for his briefcase at TLC, um, thankfully, um, Cena loses it from AJ, and then she hooks up with particular, and then fast forward to the day after WrestleMania, and, um, Bezerio is a world heavyweight champion this time, he just had John Jack Swagger in a rematch, for Ian's his, his ankle and then you get uh, Ziggler cash in. Um, obviously he attacks the um, the ankle and it hits the famous of the two. Um, even though the wheel does get in his cross arm breaker, Ziggler managed to get out of it, hits the zigzag and becomes the World's Health and Championship. Um, and I know we got the West Minute that year, we got the war the day after. Uh, I was, it was awesome. I mean, because that's one that I'd look back on now of how cool that was that I was at the money in the bank when he won the briefcase and I was at the raw where he cashed it in. So, um, I think that that's a pretty spooky kind of thing. Cause I mean, what are, what are the odds that you're going to be at both events? Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, when he, when his music came out on raw that night, that place just erupted so loud. I mean, he was still technically a heel, but it was yeah. like, his music hit and that whole arena just lost their mind and, you know, and he, he won the world title. And I just remember thinking just like, Oh man, that's so tight. Like I got to see him win the briefcase now win the championship. And, and it was just such a proud moment, man. I mean, it's like, I don't know if that will ever be duplicated ever again for me, (laughs) you know? So, you know, so I, I Dolph's win stands out like in the top of my head, like for, you know, some highlight moments in all of wrestling just because of getting to see like where it started, watching the journey on television and then seeing the culmination like all live. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it was well deserved. I was glad he finally did it. I felt like he he held on to that briefcase for a long ass time and I thought he was gonna do it at Mania and he didn't and I was just like, Man, you know, when the hell is he gonna do it? And then when his music hit, just like finally. So that was really, yeah. really cool. Yeah, um yeah, Sigler held on to the title for 267 days uh, before he became champion. And then he loses it back to um, does do it at payback, which is interesting because it was like a double turn match that kind of happened. Um, there, unfortunately, Dove has not won the um, a world title since then. Do you think he'll end up like Jack Swagger or do you think he will get one eventually? I think he might get another one eventually. I think what's really hurt Dolph is that he's very injury prone, right. you know, like he, he, he won that world title and like, yeah, it seemed like he lost it quick, but like there was bigger plans for him at that time, but he got that really bad concussion. Yeah. And then it was like, he's gotten multiple concussions like since he's been in the WWE, he just, he gets hurt a lot. And I think WWE just really, pulls back and, and gets worried about putting their main belt, you know, on somebody yeah. that can get hurt very easily. You know, Dolph is very entertaining because he takes risk and he, and he sells like Shawn Michaels, you know, yeah. and he makes you believe in every punch and every kick. 
but at the same time, that's also making him get hurt <laughs> and, yeah. you know, he's got to be careful. So, you know, I, I don't know, man, WWE is very like hot and cold with Dolph. You, you can tell like sometimes they ride high with them, and then the next time they're just like, no, we don't care about this guy anymore. Yeah. You know, like around Survivor Series when he was like the main guy that won for, you know, the WWE against the authority, you know, like you, you, you were like, damn, like they're putting the train behind, you know, Dolph now. Yeah. And they kind of did for a couple months, like they put the Intercontinental belt on him and stuff like that. But then, like, as quick as all that came, it pretty much all went away, too. Yeah. Like, very quickly, you know? It was like, oh, maybe he'll win the Rumble. Nope. <laughs> you know, maybe he'll do this. Nope. <laughs> you know, he was in the Elimination Chamber. Maybe he'll win the Intercontinental title back. Nope. <laughs> so, you never know, man, you know? So, it's like, I think Dolph will probably have his moment again. If not, I mean, I think he's going to pull a punk, and he's just going to end up, you know, his contract's going to run out, and he's just going to say peace out. Because... Yeah with the way that the indie circuit is set up right now, those guys can make a very nice living just, you know, traveling the indie circuit and doing like, you know, big shows throughout the year, you know? So you're seeing more and more of those guys that like Justin Gabriel and stuff like that, that they're like, Oh, well, WWE's not doing nothing with me. I'll go make some money on the indies, you know? And, and they're doing great. Chris masters is doing wonderful on there. You know, you got AJ styles. We're doing it perfectly. Like, you know, like there's a lot of money to be made out there now. Kurt Hawkins is doing it like guys that WWE didn't give a chance to. And I think Dolph knows that like I can, there's a lot of money for me to go be, make, you know, off my Dolph Ziggler name. <laughs> if WWE doesn't want to do something with me, I think his contract's up soon. And if we see him not resign, then we know that WWE's pretty much given up on him. Uh, I believe that's what's him doing with Dolph Ziggler seems to be kind of like give him like the start opportunity to like, like, left is like, now take it back. So, it's, it's not like, it seems to just go up and down, but very briefly. It's not like, someone to push to the moon and then keep him there. It seems to like, push him a little bit and take him down again. Stuff like that. So, I see what I mean. It can be a bit annoying. Um, so we now go to the, uh, war money back ladder match. And this is interesting because it had, um, everyone involved were all former WWE champions. So you had, uh, John Cena, uh, Chris Jericho, uh, Big Show and Kane. Um, it's very interesting for John Cena because he just got a feud with Kane and then uh, after a couple of months he got to a feud with Big Show. And, um, so before you got to the event, do you think, what do you think the match is going to be like with just four people in it? I thought it was going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, on paper, I was like, this is the worst money in the bank I've ever seen in my life. Like I didn't understand, you know, why it was so small. Yeah. Um, you know, they did add the Miz to it. Yeah. So I imagine we, that, yeah. We got another, you know, candidate, but it was still like, I don't know, man. Like it was cool of an idea to be like, Hey, this is for the WWE title. So we're going to do former WWE champions. But the whole, you know, we talked about this, like the, the WrestleMania 26 had 10 people in it. And then, and then this match was built literally on four people. I just couldn't believe that. And, and then on top of it being four people besides Chris Jericho, there were four people that can't do anything in a ladder match, <laughs> you know? So I was really, really disappointed because I hate big show and Kane in these matches like this. Like I hate it when they put Mark Henry in money in the bank. It's like, 
those guys can't do nothing like other than like throw the ladder around and try to look strong. And I just, I, I didn't, I didn't like it. This is the worst ladder match by far out of all the money in the banks. Um, it's just boring. The setup was boring. I knew John Cena was going to win. It was like a no brainer because he just, it's Cena. So (laughs) you just know. And, uh, yeah, so I was, you know, I was happy to at least get another ladder match, but I wasn't thinking that this was going to deliver on any kind of level. Yeah, so you mean, um, so it's mostly like um, after the uh, World Heavyweight Championship ladder match, the Miz does come back. He was filming the Marine Three and goes, yeah, I'm going to the match. And I remember when I said, yeah, hopefully it'll make, no, hopefully it'll make a bit, bit better with five people in it. Um, so, and one thing I find interesting is that out of the five competitors, um, two of them are former winners, um, which would be Kane and The Miz, and the other three have had this briefcase cast in on them, which I thought was quite an interesting um, statistic. Um, so this match is a fast-paced start with to begin with, and then uh, see the clothesline show at the win, but uh, show falls into the um, steel steps, and then show falls down to a ladder. Um, there's a bit of a show, uh, show so the Chargers see and Miz. And then he chose to go to Jericho out the apron. And then, um, Sean and Kane fights out for a bit and show body slams Kane and then just Miz starts to do an area move, which I don't think Miz ever does. And, um, show pretty much slaps him down and then but Jericho gets to, uh, knock down, uh, show and then show gets hit with a toe breaker by Jericho, a DDT by Miz and a big boot by Kane and it sends him to the outside. And then, um, Cena um, then gets Big Show and AA him AA him through the um, Spanish announce table, and then um, Show gets buried like gets buried alive again because <laughs> um, don't even see the one two years beforehand, but um, at the end of the 2010 Money Back Ladder match, he gets buried um, alive by ladders. Uh yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny, like with the whole buried alive thing. Yeah. Um, at least they had some kind of standout moment. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I'm those... telling you, the biggest the biggest standout moment of this match is the memes that came out of John Cena after he won. Yes, that's true. Do you remember that where they kept yeah. superimposing stuff over the briefcase? So it was yeah. like he was holding the PS4 and he was holding a box of Fruity Pebbles. And like <laughs> there was so many memes of all this other stuff. That that's my biggest standout of this match is the is the memes of yeah, John Cena. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I mean the thing that the boom before because the um the commentators are. Um, the, uh, Jerry King on him, I can call him Booker T. And when Cena, AA, Shelby, Demand, King, though, as if they've never seen it before, I'm like, he does that all the time. <laughs> but, uh, but they go to a bit later on. Uh, Jericho gets a bit dominant and then put, he put Mrs. in the uh, walls of Jericho and then hit a suplex on Miss. And then um, then when Miss climbs up, climbs up the ladder, Jericho pulls him down and I reach him into a ladder. Um, and then, let's pass over a little bit here. There's a bit where, um, pretty much Kane, um, what was I going to say? And see, Kane gets two pass onto a ladder, and then, um, uh, Gina saw the charge of Miz and Jericho, and then body slams them both onto a ladder. And then, um, Gina does this double five, uh, knuckle shovel. Um, with the crowd, um, it seemed to be very loud, um, 
that I've seen uh, Let's Go Cena chance. Was there dueling chance or was it just all of all Cole Cena? Um, there was there was a lot of anti chance too, but um, yeah, Cena's pretty big here in Arizona. Like they 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 love him a lot. I just went to a house show a couple months ago and just at a house show. I mean, he about tore the place down when he came out. So. Um, there was a lot of, you know, go Cena. And I, yeah. I think I think when you have a lineup like that, too, there's not much else to root for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, when you have a Chris Jericho, which is great. And, yeah, but Jericho was a heel at the time, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, I think, all, I think <laughs> Cena was the only, only face. Yeah, exactly. So, they built that up nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, pretty much, and then, um, after it does a final of the show for AA, Seeing AA's cane on Dunamis. Um, at this point, Show emerges, emerges from his tomb and then, um, breaks the ladder that Jericho was climbing up. And then, um, he started to Jericho on the ladder. I wasn't on this much, is that instead of like, you know, you get some people like, you know, throw, not hitting people with ladders, but you get a lot of, like, people going, you know, and just throwing ladders at people. And I thought, that must hurt a lot more. Um, so we get, sorry. No, go ahead. Right, um, get a bit now where Joe starts to beat up Cena and then, um, and then he throws all the, all the, all the available ladders that are in the, uh, wing out, including throwing the few on the Miz. Uh, and then he gets his, um, it's stout, it's like, you know, big ass show style, like ladder, which is like 50 times bigger than everything else. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, uh, but the only thing that bugged me about it was um, commenters have slept in memory because they're talking about it as if they've never seen it before. And I'm thinking to myself, he did the same shit two years ago. Um, well, that was just me being um, nitpicking. Um, show uh, starts to climb up slowly, uh, but Kane starts trying to stop him. Um, show goes, hits the KO point of Kane. Um, and then... Um, Cena climbs up his head, busted off. Um, Show eventually gets up the ladder and for Jericho just beating the fuck out of him with a chair. And then we get a bit now where Jericho and Cena slowly climb up. And then Cena tries to um, put Cena in a sleeper. Um, even though Cena tries to get up, um, Cena does eventually pass out and fade. I think like, Jericho's going to win it, Jericho's going to win it. Um, but Miz also drops a briefcase. Um, and then Show climbs up, hits the K. The KO punch on both of them. Um, Cena recovers Rockley from the sleeper, um, climbs up and, uh, and obviously boshes the ending because he starts hitting the show with the briefcase. Um, boshes the briefcase, handle breaks. Um, and that's it. Cena wins the match. Um, yay. Yay. So obvious. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Cena in a bit of a dick move celebrates because obviously the botch the ending. So, um, but that's not, it's not anyone's fault, just the way, you know, the hammer just came off. So Cena celebrates by hitting the show with the briefcase more and say, you know, I've won, get off my ladder, kind of it. And, um, that's it. So obviously he was gonna win. I think everyone knew that. Um, could you have seen anyone else winning? Or do you think, yeah, he's definitely gonna win? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say there were, yeah, I would have bet my whole, you know, savings on that. Like there yeah. was just there was just no one else. I mean, I would have loved Jericho to win, but there was just no way like not with Cena in there. Yeah. Cena, you know, Cena had never Cena was never really involved in Money in the Bank and it was like 
you knew that they just wanted to give him one more accolade to have, you know? <laughs> so they're like, hey, what's something you haven't won yet? Oh, Money in the Bank, let's give it to you. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I knew he'd win. Yeah. I think it's, it's I always find it interesting that um, A, just like seeing his first ever Money in the Bank ladder match. And um, B, I just find it weird that this was like Jericho's idea for the whole Money in the Bank ladder match. Yeah, he never won it. It was very interesting. Um, so we go to um, Cena's cash-in. Now, he does the honourable thing because he's John Cena. Um, and goes to the CM Punk, who's W champion at the time, that I'm going to cash it in at World War Palace, which is about two weeks after this event. Um, then I managed to go back and forth. Um, show comes in, and I think there's a... I can't remember if you've... If you've I can't remember what happened in the map, but I think there's a left bump. And then, um, you know, Show starts attacking Cena, and then um, Punk can in his beginning of his heel turn. He's like, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna let him like back out. So he doesn't do anything. Uh, the Rock comes in now. Now earlier in the night, he said that he's going, he's just more actually might get a title shot. And um, I said he's going to face the champion at Royal Rumble. He comes in interferes, and then Punk attacks um, him. And then at the end of it, I think Cena wins, but it's by disqualification, so he doesn't uh, win the title. So that's the way he does that. Um, what did you think about that match? Because if, I just thought it's degenerated to a mess very quickly. Yeah, you know, I don't remember much of the match. I mean, it was just funny the way they played it out because, of course, Cena would never, you know, he'd never take the easy route out and just cash in on somebody like everybody else does. He had to, you know, do the, I'm going to do the honorable thing, and I'm going to give you two weeks' head notice, and we're going to fight then. And um, and I had a feeling he was going to lose because um, it's Cena, and him losing, or you know, the money in the bank doesn't hurt him at all. Yeah. Um, your money in the bank's really supposed to be to push, like, that next mid-card guy to that very next level. And Cena didn't need it, you know. But and we also needed, for the first time ever, Cena now is the is the only person that you know hadn't cashed in successfully, you know. So it was like we kind of needed that, you know, because it had become too apparent that if you win the briefcase, you're going to be a champion, you know, because no one had ever lost. So by having Cena do it and do it in that fashion. Where it even it's because of a DQ, so it was out of his control. We still have had somebody lose, so you know it's not a guarantee that you're going to win. And it was Cena of all people. He didn't need the win. It didn't hurt him. It wouldn't have helped him. It just you know it it just was another thing. So I think it was a good play to have them you know do it that way with him. Yeah, that's true. I mean, um, I mean another thing that you know, as we go you now later on in the year is that uh, I just find it funny that. You know, Cena did all these things and then as he faced the one next year, he goes, Oh, last year, no, 2012 was the worst year I've ever had. And you're like, You were pretty successful in this year. So, to me, you can't, you can't win Money in the Bank, main event, every pay per view, including with John Lomonitis, fight for titles, and then go and say, Yeah, that's the worst year ever. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it just. Like I said, they, they handled that the right way. I mean, yeah. it just, they gave us what we needed with Cena, yeah, <laughs> which true. was a unsuccessful cash-in. 
Yes, that's true. Um, so, do you have any ideas how they could, like, not going to improve money back, but think they could do differently with the concept? If they did what? If the, if the um obviously money bank is ten years old um do you think the any do you think of any idea that what they could do to kind of you know make it make it fresh again or change it up a bit? Yeah, like we talked about uh, on the other show, like where they they should do it for mo- multiple titles. Yeah. You know, I I think that they should you know they should do one. That's what was cool about the elimination chamber last weekend was we got to see a tag team one. You know, we had never seen a tag team elimination chamber match, and I, I would love to see a tag team ladder match for the you know Money in the Bank for a tag title yeah. shot. You know, I'd love to see one for you know a mid card title, like to where you don't have to involve guys like Orton and Cena and Kane and stuff like that that aren't going to really be any good in those kind of matches anyway. <laughs> you know, yeah. so um, I think that would be a good way to freshen it up. Is that you know, we only have one title now, so we don't get two Money in the Banks anymore, so they yeah. should utilize that. They're trying to compensate it for it on this year's with the uh, WWE title match being a ladder match, but I want two Money in the Banks, you know? I want yeah. a briefcase for each title. I think that'd be really, really cool. You know, some people might think it might be overdone, but, um, you know, I'd like to see one, maybe a mid-card one where you have the opportunity to cash in for either the Intercontinental or United States. Like, you yeah. can make your choice. Um, and then a tag team one, and then, of course, one for the heavyweight belt. And I think, you know, like I said, they could do one at Mania again. Um, and then, yeah. So I, I think that'd be a good way to freshen it up a little bit. Do you think the, the Divas are ever get involved? No, I would love to see a Divas one, but, you know, they're just, they're too scared to put the Divas in a match yeah. like that. That's why we won't get a Divas Elimination Chamber, we won't get a Divas Hell in a Cell. <laughs> like, it just, they're just kind of... Yeah. Um, do do you know. think, just one thing, do you think the, um, the TVPG rating, because obviously you went down with Linda going for Senate, do you think that hurt the Divas because they can't do as much matches as the men do because of that? Mm, no, I don't think the rating has anything to do with the Divas being able to do those matches or not. Right. Uh, that, um, one of, the matches, one of my, my favorite women's matches I've seen was uh, when Gail Kim faced Tyra Toel in her last uh-huh. Knockouts 9 match, Slam of Thursday, and that is a brutal match. And I thought, you would never see that in WWE. And, yeah. So. I think the closest of anything we've had like that in WWE in the last five years was that year at TLC when they did... Um, the the tag team diva lat, um, tables match, I yeah. think it was Natalia and um, uh, Beth Phoenix against uh, Lay Cool, I think. Why? Well, I've never seen that one. Yeah. And it was at the TLC pay per view several years ago, and they had a they had a tables match, and that it was incredible. It was such a good match, and they tore it down all four of them, you know. And it was really cool to see. I had never seen divas in a tables match before, you know. But that's the most hardcore I've seen WWE ever get with the divas, and they never did it again since. So I don't, you know, I don't know, you know, that was like the one year TLC actually stuck, and every single match had uh, a stipulation to it. So, you know, even with the Divas. So, like, it was very, very cool. So, I would love to see them do it again with the girls. So, that's a 2010 matches in the box. So, uh, Don, where can you find it? 
You can find me on the internet at on Twitter at dxdonmega. Um, you can also follow my show. I do an entertainment show weekly called Am I on the Air? You can go to amiontheair.com and you can follow us on Twitter at Am I on the Air. We talk weekly about all entertainment news, TV, movies, reviews, anything in pop culture. Like we'll break it down. So check out Am I on the Air. And for me, the podcast is on northernwrestling.wordpress.com uh, and my blog, just popular pay-per-views on the is at and on Twitter it's at northernwrestling.wordpress. So, uh, Don, thank you for being in the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. It's always fun. Uh, yeah. And Jeremy uh, Nathan, we'll talk about the matches of the Rooney Bank 2013. So, until then, thank you very much and goodbye. Money! Money, 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 money.